You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 41 of the Travel Talk Weekly Show. Original air date, July 21st, 2020. On this week's show, we're talking about a few travel TV shows that inspired us to produce our own show, All Aboard TV, a few years ago. And more specifically, the host that we still watch, even though one of them is no longer with us. When it comes to travel shows, you can find them pretty much anywhere. And even there's a lot of really great YouTubers that have YouTube channels that have grown over the past several years. And it is a great resource to get excited about your next vacation, or it can actually be an inspiration for a dream trip getaway. There's actually a channel and it's called the Travel Channel. Many of you have probably even heard of it. In 2013, we were about five years into our travel agent career, but we had been cruising for years. I mean, we loved cruising and that is why we actually got into travel. And so we would look for shows about cruising because it's always kind of fun to get a visual and to just see what's out there. And that's when we realized that there really were not any good travel TV shows that were all about cruising. And even back then, YouTube was not nearly as big as it is now, and you didn't have everybody doing videos on ships, so you really had to, you know, find out what these ships were like. But there was one in particular that we started watching a show, and it was on the Travel Channel, and it was called Cruises We Love. What we realized right away is there was really no host. They would interview a travel expert on land in Miami with the cruise ship in the background. So they weren't even on the ship. They were not on the ship. And it was mostly done with a narrator as the voiceover talent, also what we call in the industry VO for short. Which also meant that the show did not have any person to really connect with. And unlike the shows that we will share with you shortly, having somebody that is there on site and sharing their experience is a much better way to kind of get a preview of what that cruise experience would be. And they really didn't show really any of the ship itself, hardly. They were mostly shooting at ports of call, and we wanted to see more of the ship itself. So here's where it started for us. We were at a travel meeting in New York City in 2013, and I was having a conversation with my brother, Andy Stewart, who was then the VP of Norwegian Cruise, and then he became the president, and now he's retired. Well done, Andy. Okay, Andy is not your brother, but you do have the same last name. Oh yeah, I forgot. I am an only child. Anyway, so I told him my idea for a show, And he was basically asking me, how is it going to be different? And I said, actual travel agents as the host and the producers, someone who knows and studies the industry. And he said, I love it. You want me to put you on one of my ships? And you can guess what the answer was. (laughs) And that's what started it all. A New Year's Eve cruise on the Norwegian Epic. And ironically, that first clip, which is on our YouTube channel, is still our most popular video. And I will say that was probably... Not our best work. That was from a production standpoint. <laughs> it was basically us sitting in the Blue Man Group Theater, and we both were wearing Norwegian epic hats and just talking. Well, about we were our just to- talking about our, our top, top five. five. I know yeah. it was kind of funny. So in 2014, we filmed on four other cruise ships, including a river cruise in Europe, which was amazing. Even though we really didn't have a TV deal, in 2015, we were the host of a travel segment here on the CW Network on a show called 44 on the Town, and that eventually turned into our own half-hour show on that network. You can find those shows on YouTube by searching for. 
for either Disney Travel Secrets or All Aboard TV Show. I put the combo name in there. When I was pitching our show, I said it was like a mix of the three shows and the personalities of the hosts that we're about to go over. And that definitely worked out for us for our show ran for about three seasons. Mm -hmm. It is a lot of work, though. TV is a lot of work. A lot of work and very low money. Yeah. Because we did not have a network <laughs> distribution deal. Exactly. But there were three hosts that we would often kind of refer to to give people an idea of the type of content that we would have. And the first one is one of the shows that we love to watch to get inspired. And we really, we fell in love with this host because the personality that she is. And that is Samantha Brown. You may have heard of her. She has a few shows. She also has some luggage that she sells on one of the shopping channels. I forgot about the luggage <laughs> deal. Yeah, see, that's that's what we should have had. That would have been know, right? awesome. <laughs> she is most well known for the show called Places to Love. And this one is still on the air. She is a travel channel regular, and really, she just seems like a fun person to travel with. There are some things that I really like. She's kind of like, you know, your best friend next door who would be somebody fun to vacation with. And what I enjoy is that she always would have real solid and practical travel advice to each of the destinations. And like most travel shows that are done in this format, they would have a local guide to walk them around and point out things. Because if you're not traveling with a local and you're going to a place that you don't normally go or you haven't been before... You're not going to know the little back alleys, inside secrets and tips that a local would know. And then plus, Samantha goes pretty much all over the world as well. So she has a good variety. Some travel shows really focus on a certain area. But with Samantha, you're always going to be going to a great destination, even inside the U.S., or overseas. So she definitely has been an inspiration for us when we were putting together our concept for our TV show. And she does a great job. I will say, except when she crossed over to cruising as a newbie, her writer should have helped her out a little bit more on that. She seemed kind of nervous, like, well, it's my first cruise. And then, I, you know, as soon as the cruise is over, oh my gosh, I'm going to do this again, which of course she did. Next on the list, Rick Steves, the guy with two first names. He is known for one thing and one thing only, and that is Europe. It's literally the name of the show, Rick Steves Europe, followed by wherever he happens to be. His shows are pretty much constantly broadcast on PBS. And when we were planning a trip to Europe, even as a travel agent, we did get a few of his guidebooks for Italy. Yeah, so he's really big on specializing in Europe, which is one of the reasons why we enjoy watching some of his stuff, because we do love going over to Europe, especially over to Italy. But because he goes so often, he has some really great practical tips. And again, these travel shows where they're actually there and there is a host makes a huge, huge difference. But his books are really good for some ideas and a lot more of like the details. Like if you go to Venice, here's the, the must-dos for things you should see in Venice. And then plus maybe some little pro tips for things to be aware of when you go to a certain destination, things to be cautious of. So he really covers a lot of detail excellent option for Europe. And he has his own style. He actually, to me, is one of the very first, if not the first travel TV host. Although I know there were some like back in the 40s, they would do those travel grams. I remember those, the little shorts we see on TCM. Yeah, we see them on TCM yeah. every now and then. And they're they're awesome because they're, they're their own little travel travel show. But it's travel like, grams. <laughs> but they're, they're very old time. Like Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing about Rick, he's really big on museums, and historic sites in Europe. That's one of his specialties. One of the shows that Rick did, and I don't remember the location because I didn't care about the location as much as it was behind the scenes. He'll typically spend three to four months a year in Europe. I mean, he's been doing this for, you know, 20, 30 years. 
and being able to see the behind the scenes where we could say, okay, see how the equipment changed. Cause he did, I think he did a couple of those and you could see how the, the cameras got smaller as he progressed, yeah. but he would typically travel with like only two other guys. To me, there had to be at least one guy that wasn't on camera because he had to be filming the other three people on camera, but just seeing how much equipment they took. And he is really, really big on light packing, yeah. except, except for his crew because <laughs> they were they were getting the big tripods and the big cameras. But that's what I always liked is as when we were looking at our equipment, you have a video production background. I'm like, okay, what equipment are we going to use? Like what microphones? And we have progressed from, you know, the basic wireless, you know, lavalier mics, the body mics to now we have a really nice set of microphones. Everything's changed. Even the microphones we use for this show are different than when we first started a couple of years ago with, with the DTS show. Being able to see behind the scenes, even on anytime I can see behind the scenes to see what the setup is and the equipment, I always love that. Yeah, that's always kind of fun. And it's interesting when it comes to travel shows, and especially Rick's as well, is you have to keep in mind all the equipment and the number of people that come along to make a production happen. And I think Rick Steves, like you said, he is a minimalist. And I still, to this day, do not know how in the world he can pack with something that for his own personal clothes is just a carry-on. It's crazy. Although you and you I need his, to work if on you that. Show, so he, he wears the same stuff a lot. He does. He wears the exact same outfit because for continuity, I mean, he's got this thing mastered. Like I said, he was one of the first who made travel shows very, very popular. Another thing about him is that because he goes so often, he knows people in all these places, which means he doesn't need the same size of a crew. He's got local contacts, so he doesn't need probably a production manager. He doesn't need an on-location site manager. He doesn't need to get all his permissions. It's like he, he knows everything, and that's another thing that makes the show so good. So if you are thinking of heading over to Europe next year, this year's probably out, but if you are going to head over, I would highly recommend looking up one of his shows. You can find them online or just you know go on to PBS because they're always playing. Yeah, but he would be a really good resource to just check out so you can have some really good visuals of what it's like to be in that area. What can we say about this next person? Well, actually a lot. He was a powerhouse that burst onto the restaurant scene about 20 years ago with a tell-all article in The New Yorker that told the real story of the restaurant industry. That soon turned into a best-selling book and a few TV shows. If you haven't guessed who this is yet, it is Anthony Bourdain. Of the people we talk about this week, he is the one person I really would have loved to hang out with, meet, have a drink with, have a meal. I really wish that could have happened. Unfortunately, we know that that cannot happen. I think one of the things that drew me to Anthony Bourdain was an article we read in, it could have been an in-flight magazine. I Actually, I can't even remember. I do know I have it somewhere in the house. I just can't find it. (laughs) And it was all about how he got started in TV. And I know that he was approached, but at the same time, he was bootstrapping his crew. And so he actually, you know, up until his death, still had some of the same crew members that would work with him. But I remember reading this article, and it was really inspirational, because it was kind of like how you and I started on our TV show, which was, you know what, it's just us. We had a crew a few times, but usually it was just you and me. And we were filming our experience. It was you and me and Mr. Tripod. Yeah. And so it was cool to see how he started out and made a huge empire with his travel shows. Now, Anthony Bourdain is totally different than Samantha Brown or Rick Steves. And one of the things that makes his show so entertaining is you never really know what's going to happen next. His shows, it was always entertaining to see how many bleeps there were going to be in the show. (laughs) Because he really, he just said it, even going back to his early video days, you know, 20 years ago in New York, he just told it like it was. And then... 
And then the video editors had to work overtime and make sure that none of the bad words made it yeah. on air. <laughs> well, because he was on broadcast. And you can, I mean, his shows still are. But one of the differences with Anthony that I like is he goes to some really exotic places. And there are some that I would never want to go visit, even though I love traveling. They would just make me way too uncomfortable. But it's kind of fun to see his perspective. The other thing is because he is a chef, he is a, a restaurant person. He always spends a lot of time doing dining experiences. And there have been some crazy things that I look at and I'm just like, oh, I would never do that. Or, oh, I remember when we were in Italy, we went to a place and we had that exact same type of experience, which was really fun. He had enough clout that he even sat down. I can't remember where it was, but he sat down with President Obama and had a meal face to face. I mean, think about the, the site location and all the, the logistics you had to do for that. And he was very, very popular. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff in the Far East. And so there will be, you'll find a ton of shows if you want to see what that experience would be like. And I think that he just does a great job of really sharing the culture and the food in each of the areas. And as you mentioned, unfortunately, he is not with us anymore. That was a, a big story that I'm not going to go into, but he had it made. He had in what our opinion would be a dream career, getting paid to travel the world. I still like watching him from a style standpoint, because he was just, he was really good on camera. He was probably like, you know, Samantha Brown had been a TV host in the past. Rick Steve is, he's always been a tour guide who was good on camera. Anthony Bourdain always felt like the exact guy you'd see if you met him in person and sat down and said, let's have a drink. Because if you sat down with him, you were definitely having an adult beverage. So next time you're looking for a travel show, or maybe you're trying to plan your next vacation and you're not sure where to go, Highly recommend that you check out any of the shows from Samantha Brown, Rick Steves, or Anthony Bourdain to get a little inspiration, and they're really easy to find. And since that time when we were doing our show, there have been a lot of other travel shows that come out that are you know pretty decent, I'd say, pretty good. But as I mentioned earlier, when we were pitching our show, these are the three shows that I mentioned. I said it's like this. All Aboard TV is a mixture of Samantha Brown, Rick Steves, and Anthony Bourdain. With a travel agent twist. Yes, I would say that as well. <laughs> and at times we would have to explain if they weren't really into watching travel shows. But for the most part, those are very familiar names. We're going to tell you where you can find these shows, starting with Samantha Brown. So for Samantha, just check your cable or satellite guide. She is most often on the Travel Channel. And Rick Steves is always on your local PBS station. It seems like he is on all the time. So check your cable or, or your satellite guide as well to see where. Just look, we have two different PBS stations here in the Tampa Bay area. And I know just on, on just about any given day. Matter of fact, a lot of his shows I have recorded on our DVR. Yeah, we like to record those so we can watch them. And then Anthony Bourdain's show is both on CNN and lately the Ovation Network has been picking it up. Usually it's the show No Reservations, although at times you may find his show Parts Unknown. Another great show of his was The Layover. If you only have one or two days in a city and want to make the most of that time, this is the show for you. And you can also find his shows on Netflix as well. He has some shows on Netflix I had never heard of, so I kind of like watching those as well. We still, to this day, whenever we travel, we have to film something. And as you mentioned earlier, equipment is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And there are so many great YouTube videos out there. So if you're passionate about a destination and you love travel you know what, try to produce a little video from each of your trips because you may help somebody else out who is looking to go to that destination. There is nothing like actually being there when you are trying to see, hey, what's the experience going to be like? And you talk to or watch a video of somebody who's actually been to that destination. I know that that's made a huge difference for us in our own travel business. The places that we go, 
we definitely feel way more comfortable talking about or sending people to. And because of our background, we often do get asked, what's the camera? What's the best camera to have for travel? And here's always my the same answer. It's not a brand, but here's my answer. It's the one that you have with you. In this case, that would be your phone. All modern phones have cameras. What I do recommend, we personally use the iPhone 11 and we love it. If you're going to do walking and talking, I would recommend getting, like I think it's a DJ Osmo 3, I think is what it's called. It's a stabilizer for your phone, which means if you're trying to walk and just hold your phone and walk down the street or, so some, or show you know, some shops or some of the scenery and things like that, you, it's not possible for a person to keep it steady. We learned this last week at Disney because we didn't have our steady cam with us. Another really good camera for stabilized video is the GoPro. We have the Hero 7 Black that has internal stabilization. And the reason I I use that as an example is we always have our phones with us and the GoPro is so small, we can bring that pretty much anywhere. When we started using our show, we were using Nikon equipment and then Nikon became a sponsor and upgraded. We went to a, a Sony video camera and we realized those are just not practical when we're taking our own trips. When we're not out shooting professionally, it just doesn't make sense to carry those around, you know, when we're doing our personal vacations. So get a good stabilizer for the iPhone and also for the action shots, the, you know, the GoPro, if you want to get the Hero 7 Black or the Hero 8 Black, those are both great and waterproof. So that is our equipment recommendation. And if you do want to make your own travel videos, the other thing we highly recommend is make a shot list before you go. And then you can just check it off because a lot of times, and this is why the shows that we love, and even when we produce our own TV show, that you can tell that they're making sure they're covering everything. Because a lot of times what happens is you go on vacation, you bring your phone and you say, I'm going to produce this great video. And then you just kind of randomly film things, but you don't create the story. And when it comes to travel, travel is create all about a story. And, you know, like what's happening during the day? Was there something that was a surprise? Is there something you were disappointed in? But when you create a shot list, you know, okay, like when we went to the Amazon, we had a massive shot list. There was a lot to capture. That was. That was like one of those once in a lifetime type trips. And we, every single day we would have our shot list, we would get up and then we would just start checking everything off. We would recap. Did we miss anything? Do we need to reshoot anything? And that's a fun way to make sure that you capture the story that you want to create. Because a lot of times, because we have our phones with us all the time, sometimes we just forget to take pictures. And sometimes you get back from your vacation, you're like, oh, we we didn't take any pictures at all. And that happens a lot. You used to say that a lot, like, oh my gosh, we get all these great shots and we're not in them. I know, right? So that's what we tell <laughs> travel agents that we, we have a lot of friends that are travel agents and like, they'll come to us for some video, you know, video tips. And the two most important things are lighting and audio. If it's not the perfect shot, that's okay. People will get that. But I was watching a Facebook Live today. Somebody was at Disney and they were shooting you know, at Magic Kingdom into the sun. I'm like, I can't see anything. It's all shadows. So make sure that the light is shining on what you want to focus on. And if the audio is not great, there are really inexpensive ways to have even a little wired microphone that you can wear like a lapel mic and attach it to your phone. We have one that we carry with us. It's kind of a backup. It's like 20 bucks. And it sounds pretty good. I'm impressed with it. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the travel shows that inspired us to create our own travel show. And I think we'll be doing probably more videos even in the future, especially as travel is getting back and people are so anxious to just get out and travel once all these restrictions are lifted. Speaking of which, we will get some video later this week for Carrie's birthday palooza. 
Yeah, so we are going down to Mexico, Riviera Maya, to be specific, and that is about a little over an hour south of the Cancun airport. I was kind of hoping it was a little bit closer to the airport. I know you were. You were kind of surprised when we were setting up our transfers today that you were like, hmm, I didn't think we were that far. I thought it was 45 minutes, not over an hour, No, that's okay. It's a little further south, but it will be beautiful. Um, Super excited. We have not been on a plane this year. The last time we were on a plane was Thanksgiving. And that was our cruise on Windstar. That is crazy. And we flew to Puerto Rico, San Juan, and did a seven-day Thanksgiving cruise, which is a great idea. Let's do a Thanksgiving cruise again. <laughs> well, we, have we to hope. Do that. We hope. <laughs> yeah, if they're running. If they're running. We will keep our fingers crossed. We cannot wait to get out and travel some more. Of course, do it safely. I'm excited to report back how Mexico is because we are staying at a five-star resort called Unico. All-inclusive. All-inclusive. What's really great here. We'll do a whole show on it, but what's really great is that all of your, well, select excursions, spa, they're included. You just pay a 25% service fee. We're so doing a couple's massage for sure. Oh, we're definitely, we're going to do some- That is one of your birthday a presents. massage. We're going to do some of the tours. I'm thinking maybe we go to one of those cool, like, cave-type places. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do Swim with the Dolphins, too. And you want to do Swim with the yes. Dolphins? I know, at 25%, it's not a bad deal. Here's an important travel tip. If you are planning a trip- outside the U.S., make sure that you know what the regulations are and if a last-minute change can affect your trip. This past weekend, the Bahamas decided to close to U.S. residents as of this week, which is actually really, really sad for people that were looking forward to go to that vacation spot. Well, it's also crazy how you have to keep a close eye on even last-minute destinations. Like, if you didn't know, if you weren't paying attention, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, hey, I'm going to the airport. Like, like, I hope the Bahamas let their clients know. I mean, and the U.S., people from the U.S. are a huge part of their economy. Well, and that's another reason why it's always good to book with a travel agent because they will stay on top of those things for you. So shameless plug, if we can't help you with your trip, <laughs> we would love to. That's all for this week. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. It's a great, big, beautiful world out there. Find a travel show that you love and get inspired. And remember, never stop exploring. Exploring.